0: This is Josephine from Soulfulness Coaching, and today I'd like to discuss um, trying to turn your frog into a prince. Now, ladies, we need to stop doing this. I'm guilty of this. My mother was guilty of this. I know um, countless others who are guilty of this. We cannot try to um, turn a frog into a prince. We need to stop trying to force a man to be the one who's not the one. Let's stop doing this. Let's let's start facing our realities and let's not be desperate to have someone. Okay? Cuz at the end of the day when you just settle for, you know, whatever, your needs aren't going to be met and you're not going to be happy. And it may think that oh it's better to have someone than to not, but in all actuality um you grow you grow more and as you learn and grow on your own being alone and single you could become your best self but as long as you're settled in with someone who's not quite right you're gonna be um there's gonna be a level of dissatisfaction and you can try to um lighter yourself and do self-deception which some of us do. I've done it. I've been in the denial. I've, you know, I've convinced myself before that I was happy with the narcissist when I wasn't. I did. I convinced myself, uh, you know, that ignorance is wish. Yeah. Cause at that time I was into this, um, I was a new ager and I was into positive thinking and, you know, and raise your vibration and you track what you are. And I believe that's true to an extent, you know, because biblically speaking as a man thinketh, so is he. But I was doing it in the godless way. And if you don't believe in God, that's fine. But I do. And so everything I say is from a perspective of belief in my creator. So at that time... You know, I kind of distanced myself from religion and any type of belief. And I was just completely into, like, the new age at that time. And so I was into all this positive thinking. And what what was dangerous about this way of thinking is that, you know, I took responsibility for how I was treated by others, specifically the narcissist I was with. So whenever he did something to me that I didn't like or treat me a certain way that I didn't like, I did internalize that and say, oh, well, I must have not been thinking positive enough. I must have, my vibration must, mustn't be high enough. And this was a dangerous way of thinking because he got away scot-free with all his offensive, you know, all his offenses that he did. He got away with it scot-free because here I am convinced that I attract my reality and that, you know, I need to think more positive and just raise my vibration even more. And somehow I'm not positive enough if I'm not getting the results I want. And that was a dangerous place to be because it's like I was blissful in my own head. It's like I convinced myself that I was in a happy union in my mind Even though innately, in reality, that wasn't the case. It's just that I created this um, mental state of bliss so that I was just happy all the time. (laughs) I was just happy all the time, no matter how evil he was towards me. But you know what snapped me out of it? It was a friend of mine. A close friend of mine that I've known for over twenty years now. And she's also the godmother of um, one of my um, sons, but she said that you are an abused woman. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I don't feel abused. I'm not one of like those battered women that you know get hit by their men and stuff like that. I don't even feel that way. She was like, well, you may not feel that way, but I'm telling you, you are. Cause I was letting her know what was going on in my relationship and the things that he's done. And she just called it out. And, you know, she's very um, outspoken. She's very outspoken. So when she said that, it, it just caused me to break out of my blissful thinking for a moment and actually hear what she was saying to me, she was like, you are an abused woman, you're not, you know, she was like, don't make me, you know, she was making threats uh, towards him, because she was so angry of what he's done, but in my mind, I thought that, well, you know, I attracted this, my vibration wasn't high enough, you know, all this stuff, and she let me know, no, no you are an abused woman, it doesn't matter if you feel like it or not, you are, You know, you're not. um, And and I was. Mentally, I was abused. Psychologically, I was abused. And and it was all um, swept under the rug, so to speak. And after she called out everything, you know, from everything I told her, it caused me to have to actually face it. Because at that time, I wasn't willing to face it at all. I was in I was in a blissful state. No one can tell me nothing. That so was my man. I was happy. We had children together. Can nobody tell me nothing? Okay. Um, but in all actuality, I wasn't happy. I wasn't fulfilled. He was emotionally unavailable. You know. Um, I knew that. Let's see. It, it's it's a horrible feeling when you're with someone, but. They're never yours, kind of speak. Like, you know, he disappeared. I know. I don't know where he is. He won't answer the phone. That kind of thing. Like, I never wanted to be one of those women who don't know where their man is, but I was. Okay? And after my friend called it out, it was hard for me to go back to that blissful state. So she calls the rose-colored lenses that I was viewing things from to fall off and shatter. And at that point, I really had to take a look at my situation. And I'm like, oh my goodness, what am I doing? And I just realized, well, yeah, as I paid attention more, I realized how horrible things were for me. And once that happened, like... I stopped tolerating him on a certain level. Like, I I didn't want to be um, – I kind of started establishing boundaries a little at that point, and as a result, he came around less. So, as my boundaries, you know, came about, he, he stopped coming around, and – You know, he wasn't, he didn't want to come around as much because, you know, I wasn't that happy, bubbly, positive thinking person that he could just, you know, he could just get over on. You know what I mean? At that point, I was starting to think more logically instead of going by, you know, what I want. That's what you call, you know, it's almost like a wishful thinking type thing. But for me, it was like. I just didn't want to see anything bad. And if I did, I'd ignore it and just kind of, you know, law of attraction, bliss. And that just didn't work for me at all. I mean, mentally, I might have been a little happy, but deep down to my core, I wasn't. And I was ignoring that. And I was trying to convince myself. You know what? We can get so good at lying to ourselves. Isn't that crazy? That's like, but our spirit, our highest being, our highest inner self will not let us go there all the way. And I think, you know, oh my goodness. And now that I think about it, I'm like, oh my goodness, how the heck did I? I did. I convinced myself that I was happy. And I think people do this so that they don't have to face the fact that they're not in the happy union, but they want so bad to be with someone that they don't want to let that person go because they don't want to be alone again. You know, somebody is better than nobody. They want a body in their bed. Okay, let's just call it what it is. Some of us just want a body in our bed And especially if it's great and, you know, physically satisfying, we don't want to give that up. And, you know, that kept me in an unhappy union for five years. Was having a body next to me and being physically happy. Um, But everything else was lacking. I had no emotional fulfillment, no intellectual stimulation um not a whole lot in common at all, you know, and the dynamics of that union was just toxic. It really was. But the bedroom action is what kept me in that relationship for 5 years, and that was partially cuz of my blissful thinking and me not wanting to face reality that I didn't have a happy union. But some of us we get caught up with the physical that we'll hold on to it we'll just let it be and plus he was the father of my children so I did not want to just you know I'm thinking that one day someday we just gonna be this happy and one day he'll see the error of his ways he'll change I would pray for him you know to change and all this stuff and it just never happened but I held on to that hope for a long time Because I just, you know, wanted to be positive, wanted to think positive. And unfortunately, we can't force it. We can't artificially induce happiness like that. We cannot force someone to be the one who's not the one. Stop trying to turn a toad into your prince, into your king. It doesn't work. It's artificial. It's forced. You can feel it forced. You can feel that it's not even right. But we try to. We try to make a frog into a king. And we try to um, do all these things. We flip over backwards and do all these things hoping to win their love and affection. And one day we're going to get our needs met. And it just never happens. We may be okay. They might be even 60% great. We might get 60% of our needs met, and we'll settle for that. Oh, you know, I mean, you know, no one's perfect. I mean, he does all these things, and I like this and that. But then the other 40% you complain about because you're not truly happy, but it's a 60% that's keeping you there. Is that, is that the calling of your life? That, that's the love of your life where you have lots of unmet needs? but you're going to stick around because it's just convenient to do. And I understand financially, sometimes we can't just do that, especially if it's going to ruin us financially, but you have to have a plan of some sort. A plan for your happiness is important because you matter, your needs matter, and they you deserve to have them met. But if you're not willing to invest the time and effort and to yourself and making that happen for you then yeah you're gonna settle for what you can get and you're just gonna have to live with it and that's what some of us are doing you we're we're saying i do when you really don't what are you saying i do to mediocrity i mean um happiness is important It really is, and I I don't understand why would we subject ourselves to being invalidated. Um, Validation is very important. When you're with someone and they invalidate you, they gaslight you. Gaslighting means when you address a problem or issue and they react as if you know you're crazy it didn't happen or they didn't mean it like that or you're just delusional or somehow just you're thinking or they're trying to convince you that what your your perception isn't right when it really is they're invalidating you who wants to be invalidated and so and when you're in that type of union you're gonna um Constantly, you're going to be love-starved. You're going to be constantly trying to seek their, um, you're going to keep trying to get um, fulfillment from an empty cup, like a a cup with holes. You're going to pour your all into that relationship. You're going to give your all to that person, and you're just going to um, be drained because you're trying to fill a cup with holes in it. You're getting absolutely nothing in return. And relationships are a two-way street. Your needs deserve to be met as well as theirs. Why do, Why do we subject ourselves to one-way unions where we're trying to just please the other person and who could care less about our needs? No. No, not at all. We're, we're, we need to stop being desperate. It is desperation when you're with someone who you're not happy with but you're staying for conveniences sometimes we just want convenience but i think most of us just want a body next to us and i think that gets us in trouble because your spiritual needs aren't being met okay sometimes your physical needs aren't being met either but you still want that body next to you because you just want somebody sometimes you know your emotional needs not met you don't have mental stimuli. it's just not great but the thing about it is if you have children and you're settling like this, guess what you're teaching them to do? You're teaching them to ride or die with someone you don't really want or care for just because. And you're teaching them to settle when you don't even know. It. They may not know this, but, but they're picking it up from you. You're teaching your kids to settle for anything and anyone. Um... And unfortunately, that's that's not a good lesson because, see, they don't they don't pay attention to what you say. They're watching what you do. So if you're just accepting any old body because, um, you know, you just want someone to have. You're teaching them that. No, we don't want any old body. We want someone that's suitable for us. I personally want what God has for me. I want what he has because he's my creator and he knows better than I do what's best for me. And that may mean being single. And you know what? I'm willing to be single for the rest of my life if that's what my creator wants for me because I want what he wants for me because I know that all things work out for my greater good, you know? So whatever my creator says is best for me, that's what I want because at the end of the day, I want to be happy. And so if he says I'm more happy by myself than I would be with a person, then that's what I want too. I want what my creator wants for me. He knows what's best for me, what's suitable for me, what brings me the most joy. And I surrender all to him. So if that means me staying single forever, then so be it. I'm not going to try to artificially induce and make a man the one when he's not but that's what a lot of us are doing i've done it and i know a lot of us are doing that right now we be so some of us are into social media and we want to be able to post somebody we want to be able to change the status to in a relationship or you want to take pictures to show your boot up and all that i'm not particularly into that because i value my privacy and i don't really want people to know my business like that so you wouldn't catch me doing that. But I I know a lot of people want that There's so much. They want to be able to show off their boo to everyone. And, you know, hey, this is my bae. This is bae. Or whatever. And that's unfortunate. Because it's not really a thing for, for show. You know what I mean? You want to be genuinely happy. You want to be genuinely happy. You don't want someone so you could just show off to other people or just to have somebody anybody will do. No, you don't want anybody. You want someone who's suitable for you, someone who meets um, your needs. You you deserve to have your needs met. It's not okay to sell yourself short like that. That's why we need to... um, We need to um, develop personally. That way we can have these clear um, boundaries for ourselves. We can have a clear understanding of what what works for us and what doesn't. And when you do the work and you establish um, things that are important to you, things that you love to do in your life, it helps you figure out what kind of mate will match that. What kind of man do you see um, with you now that you've established what you want in your life and where you're going, what direction you're going, um, what man would suit that? Because without those clear ideals, then you will just go for anybody. you just be gone with the wind whichever way. But that's why it's good to be firm and know who you are, know what you want out of your life for yourself, and what what person suits that. Otherwise, you're just gonna take whatever comes along, and then you're just gonna. <laughs> and I don't mean to laugh. Or if you're in this situation now, um, I recommend prayer. I recommend I recommend you seek help from you know um, our Creator and get help with that and and ask for guidance. If you're not a believer in that, um, you need to come up with a plan. You need to use your logic. If you don't want help from the divine or supernatural, you have to use your own logic and figure out a plan for yourself. Write it down. I've created these um, journaling um, books on Amazon. Amazon. They'll be published within the next week, and um, I'll share that soon. So that will help you get organized and prioritize your life so that you can have a clear path to what you want to do. And that way, it'll give you a clear idea of what person will best suit your journey and where you're headed in your life. Um, we need to... Um, yeah, when you have those clear ideals in your head. Because, you know, one thing about me, like when I was in the beginning of my level up journey and my self-love journey, um, red flags that I ignored was there was this man. It was a narcissist. I had another narcissist. But, you know, um, the red flags were there, but I was still healing and developing and stuff. So it's like I kind of. I kind of let it slide, but he presented himself to be a provider man. But even though he made a lot of money, like way more than I do, he was still, he still had a bum mentality. So that means he had no savings at all. No, no future plan. He was living in a motel and what he was actually doing is seeking stability from a woman So he's actually dating in order to seek a woman with stability and a place to stay so he can move on in and have it easier for himself because this man was a bum. He made a lot of money, but he was a compulsive gambler. So he blew all his money and he had a weed addiction. So he spent all his money on weed and he had uh, all types of other nasty addictions that I didn't even know till towards the end of our relationship And he, um, yeah, he was into porn as well, which is a reparate spirit. Um, and that's a deal breaker for me. Had I known those things at the very beginning, um, yeah, I would have avoided him like the plague. However part of the deception was he presented himself as a provider, talking about he just wants a woman to share it with. He has his own business and this and that. But the truth is, yeah, he made good money, but he was a bum. And his bum mentality, it doesn't matter how much uh, a person makes. If their mentality is at a bum, lower, bottom of the barrel level, it means nothing because... Even though he made more money than me, he was always broke, and he was always borrowing money from me. And I'm like, dude, you make more money than me, but you're always broke. How is that? Yeah, he's a bum. A bum mentality. Bum men do bummish things, like give all their money to the casino, smoke all their money away, have all these compulsive addictions and behavior, and waste their money away. And that's what he did. And he was always boring for me. So we don't want to be deceived by things like this. We don't want to just settle for anyone. We need to be more attentive to these things. We want to have our needs met. We want someone that meet our um, all of our needs. Why not? Why do we have to settle for 60%, 70%, 80%? And I'm not talking about superficial things, Okay. Because if you're not attracted to a person, why are you with them? First of all. But um it's not about the superficial things. Because we need our all our needs met, okay? And certain things can be worked on. So we're not gonna necessarily um if somebody meets let's say 70%, and let's say the 30% they're lacking of your need, I'm talking about needs. Preferences aren't a need. So someone that's not six foot tall, that's a preference. That's not a need. So you can't say, oh, they meet 60% if only they were taller. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your core values, okay? So if someone's 70%, okay, they meet 70% of your needs, but you don't say, share the same spiritual values. Okay, well what level is that important to you? If th- if that's very important to you then he's not it. Cuz spiritual connection is very important it is to me. That's that's number 1 for me, spiritual connection. We need to have the same values. Otherwise, it's not going to work. I ain't got time. I'm not trying to be a surrogate mother. I'm not trying to train a man. Um I don't have time for that. I have children. I'm not trying to train, um, a grown man. Okay. And I'm not trying to be a surrogate mom. So we don't want that. We want someone that share our core values. If spirituality is a core value, why would you sell for a man that doesn't share that? Okay. So let's say another core value, he doesn't meet, let's say, um, intellectually, let's say you can't even have, meaningful conversations or something like that Well, that's important you're talking about if your if your goal is long term and marriage why would you spend your time with someone you can't connect with intellectually you're going to spend a lot of your time with this person in your life so why would you settle for someone you can't connect with intellectually that's just not that's just not the thing to do okay um are your emotional needs met? that's very important I think that should be everyone's core value is emotional fulfillment do you feel safe are they your safe place or do you feel that they they'll betray you I felt um a level of betrayal um when I was young in my first marriage I've only been married once but you know when I first got married you know within that marriage, I felt betrayed in many ways. I felt so betrayed. I didn't feel safe at all. I didn't feel protected or any of those things. I felt like I was, I basically felt like I was alone, but I was married to someone, but I was still single. You know what I mean? It's like you're with someone, but they're not present. They're not contributing. They're not, um, They're not even meeting any of your core needs. None of my core needs were met in that marriage at all. Um, Why did I marry him? Because I was young and desperate. I thought getting married and having a man would fix all my problems, and it didn't. All it did was magnify my problems, magnify my um, issues that I had within myself, and it it was a hot mess. It was a disaster. That's why we should not be trying to mate with someone when we're all whack, when we ain't got ourselves together. That's the last thing we should be doing is trying to find someone to be with. Get your life together first. If you have two people that both got their lives together and then they join forces, that's a powerful match. That, that sounds like a good match, you know? But if you have one person that kind of got their life together, and then you got someone that they ain't got their life together at all. Well, one person might be leeching off another person, and then it'll create this ugly imbalance to where one person's giving, and the other one is just receiving, and it's just not a balanced union. You know, you want you want someone that's on your level, but what level are you on is the question. Because if you're at the bottom of the barrel level and you may want something higher, like I was, like when I was younger, I knew what kind of situation I wanted in my future. I knew what kind of man I wanted and I knew what kind of marriage I wanted to have. However, I don't think that man would have wanted me um, at that time because I was at a very um, not so great place you know I was still discovering me I didn't know who I was at all but here I am thinking if I had a man that will fix everything no it didn't I was young I was desperate and I got married out of desperation and that's the worst things we can ever do is is have children with someone being a committed union with someone and we're not they're not even it we're not you know we don't settle you guys That's not a happy existence to just settle and you just know they're not it. They display that they're not it. They invalidate you. If you're with someone that invalidate you, you address the problem and they say, uh, you know, they gaslight you on it or invalidate what you said you feel. That's that's a red flag, you guys. Someone has you apologizing or put you in a position where you need to apologize for something they did or said. That's not right. But a lot of these narcissists, what they'll do is if you, if they feel threatened that you might leave them, if they don't fix something, then they'll try to put effort into fixing it just so they could keep you. But then they're going to go back to being their normal selves. And then you're going to have to call out the issue again. Then they're going to try to attempt to fix it to keep you. And you're just gonna pl- go. This is a roller coaster ride. You're just gonna keep going on over and over. Is is wash, rinse, uh, repeat. You know, um, yeah. Let's not do it. Let's not create a build a bear factory. Okay, we're not trying to. Uh, we're not trying to build a man. We want a man that's already ready made, ready for per. You know, ready for us. Okay. But we have to get ready too. Let's get our lives together. Let's let's be um let's get to know ourselves. Let's heal from old wounds. Let's do all the things we need to do to be our best self so that we can get the best partner for us. Because actually, you know, in the Bible, God says it is not good for man to be alone. So more than likely, he wants all of us to be paired up with the right person. But none of us are seeking it. Well, I won't say none of us, but some of us aren't seeking him. We're just choosing the wrong ones and praying that they're the right one. We're trying to artificially induce and force a person to be the right one when they're not. And the Holy Spirit is not going to lie to us. Even though we may try to deceive ourselves and lie to ourselves, guess what? The Holy Spirit is not going to be down for our lives. I want it so bad to the father of my children to um, be the right one. That's why I held on for five years. I I, I wanted him to be it for me. I wanted it so bad to work. I prayed so hard for him to repent and get his life together and, you know, do good. But nope, my creator showed me over and over. Nope, he wasn't right for me. I need to let him go. And so it pained me to let him go because I didn't want to. But guess what? I wind up growing as a person. I wind up healing. I wind up um being um having a resilience that I didn't have before. I, I've grown, I've had more wisdom, I've learned from that union. And I can honestly say that without that union, I wouldn't be where I am now. I wouldn't have learned the lessons that I've learned. I wouldn't have my two beautiful boys from that, okay? So um, it it made me better. It was painful to go through, but um, I've learned from that union greatly. And, um, yeah, we can't let... Um, We can't let ourselves settle for less than what we want. Let's not um, accept any old thing. We don't want just anybody that's available. We want someone that's suitable. So if getting someone that's suitable, if it takes a few years to meet that person, so be it. I'd rather wait for the right one than to kiss many frogs on my way to the right one. That's not fair. That's not fair. You know what I mean? I I, I prefer to just wait. And, you know, I'm not with the dating sites anymore, but I know that's popular these days. But honestly, I've never liked them. I've never enjoyed them. I'm not desperate, but if I create a profile, I will feel like I'm desperate. Because it, it, it just feels so unnatural to me. It feels forced it feels artificial, and I honestly feel like I'm too good for an online dating site, and this is not in a conceited way or narcissistic way, it's just that the level of men that, I, that I'm interested in, they're not on there. I, I might have came across one, but, you know, obviously we weren't connecting at the same level, because, you know, it didn't go anywhere, but, like, a lot of the guys on these dating apps and sites, they're at a very, very low level, and most of them just want to hook up, and that's not what I'm about, I'm pretty clear about what I want, and, unfortunately, the caliber of man that I want, uh, yeah, um, mm mm-mm, I don't ever want to be on a dating site again. I I don't think that's right for me. I think maybe for some it's right. A lot of uh, people, YouTubers, have said how they met their spouses online. Good for them. <clears throat> but I believe in real life, um, real life connections, not not the online stuff, um, because you can pick up on someone's energy more authentically in person than you can through online. And I understand that online is just a tool to meet someone in person. But, you know, I don't know. I just feel like the kind of people that's on there aren't high-quality people. And I'm not... If you're on there, I'm not talking about... I'm not trying to insult anyone or make anyone feel bad. But I just feel like, for me, from my experience... The type of um, interactions I've had. They just weren't that pleasant. And the type of men that, um, I've, I haven't met a whole lot of men from online. I haven't. Um, but, you know, a lot of it never went to meeting in person. After a while, the, the messaging runs dry and there's not much left to say. And I think that's partially because I'm more marriage-minded And a lot of these men aren't. And so if if they see that, you know, what I want and what they want is different, oop, they can swipe left on me. That's fine. They're doing both of us a favor for doing that. But um, I highly recommend that you do the work on yourself. Get your plan in order for what you want. And then let the right one. um, And, you know, I recommend getting out the house more. I think online is just too easy. Most of these men on the dating site, they don't even have the confidence to come up and ask a woman for their number in person. And to me, that's not true confidence. It it don't take a lot of confidence to send someone a message online. But in real life, it does take confidence for a man to walk up to a woman and ask for a number. And that's what I want. That's the kind of man I want that, that has the nerve to come up to me and ask me, you know, and at that point, I could decide, yeah, or nay. so, you know, my thing is, let's, um, let's do better for ourselves, for our sanity, for our lives, for our, we need to love ourselves more, why do you think you don't deserve, uh, all your needs met, who told you that you don't deserve to have all your needs met, who told you that you need to, um, settle and accept what you can get where, did you, where where did we get this from i i've actually learned this from um people you know growing up these were kind of the messages i got and unfortunately i had to learn the hard way that those were lies who told us that we need to um not have our needs met and that we need to just get anyone we can get i mean I didn't even know where that comes from, but all I know is that I never want to go through that again. So at this point in my life, I'll still single forever. I'll die a single woman before I um, settle for any old body. Okay. Uh-uh. Not me. I deserve my needs met my emotional needs, my spiritual needs. Physical needs, yes. Financial, all that. All these aspects are very important. I, you know, and I deserve to have it, just like you deserve to have your needs met, okay? And we're talking about needs, not preferences, because um, a shorter man is not going to, um take away from getting my needs met you know what I mean so that's not important to me when I was younger I think that was very important the height (laughs) and I don't even know where we got them I think I might have got that from my mother or something because I don't even know where my preference for tall guys came from I just knew that ever since I was a little girl I thought tall was hot (laughs) I don't know but these days I mean I'm still attracted to taller guys, yeah, but it's not a deal-breaker, like, I think before, I think before it was a deal-breaker, I would, I would look at the, even uh, I was, you know, before, when I would look at the profile, and I see the height, I would just, I would just, you know, that's a no, that's a swipe left or that's a, um, don't respond to message. You know what I mean? And these days that's not where I'm at anymore because, you know, that's just a preference. It's not a deal breaker. Okay. So, um, I'm going to end on that note, please. Let's not pour our all into a cup full with holes. Let's not settle for less. And if we are in a union that's not um, 100% happy and we're just kind of, you know, going along with it. I mean, at one point, because you know what? The Most High says He'll leave us up to a reprobate mind. And you know what that means? If He sends you all these red flags and you choose to ignore them, He's going to let you be in your blissful state. He's going to let you deceive yourself and lie to yourself like I did. But I actually sought um, God's help. That's why he led me out. Because I was confused and I wasn't sure. And and the Holy Spirit gave me clarity. God gave me clarity because I sought Him. Now, if I wasn't seeking Him and I just want to do what I want to do and continue to live in this lie that I created, this bliss that I created, He, he I probably would would still I probably still be in it right now. I probably wouldn't be here recording. I'd be busy trying to please Him or something. Okay. So, eventually, if, if if the Holy Spirit, if God sends you all type of red flags, and you just ignore him, eventually, He just he's just going to back away until you ask for his help. And if you're an unbeliever, you don't believe in God, okay, well, that's where your logic kicks in. You have to use your logic and not your heart. The scripture says, the heart is deceitful above all. Who could know it? Because our heart loves. We want to love. We want love so bad. Even if it's with the wrong person, we want it so bad that we can't look past the circumstances. We'll, 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 get, we'll sl- slip it under the rug, any problems. We we'll just want to focus on the positive, ignore the negative. But the negative, we have to pay attention to it. Especially if you have children. Why would you subject them to, um, you know, because I've done it. And I'm guilty of ch- choosing the wrong man which negatively impacted my children's lives and that's something I never want to do again so I highly recommend that we do the work on ourselves so that especially if you have children we have to consider them too it's not all about us and what we want and our happiness what about what works for our kids too is this person going to be suitable in their lives or are you just want it for you you just want a body next to you you know and sometimes what we'll do is if they do something nice for us, we'll let that override all the bad stuff they're doing. So if they're doing this nice thing for you or, you know, they do a couple of this thing oh, or, or they fix a couple of problems that you pointed out, now that's going to take precedence over all the other issues that exist. Now you're going to use those nice things that they said or did to excuse all the bad behaviors and that's what I've done a lot of us have done that we'll we'll override it we'll we'll play tricks in our own minds and convince ourselves (laughs) that they're so great that they're this great person and you know we'll let all the good things they do be the reason we stay where all the bad outweighs the good, but we're going to let these good stuff um, override all the bad stuff instead. It's crazy how we let that happen. But um, I'm here to remind you that you matter, your um, needs matter, and they deserve to get met. So please, please, Allow that to happen. Allow your needs to be met. And if you're not getting your needs met from the person you're with, have an action plan. Pray. Pray to the Heavenly Father to help you. And He will. Because you know what? When I was in that narcissistic union, I felt trapped. I didn't know what to do. And upon prayer, oh my goodness, God came through for me. He gave me this strength and courage to just um, do what I had to do. And it worked out for me. I'm so grateful for it. I'm so grateful I'm not in one of these fake happy unions to convince everyone else that I'm happy when I know I'm not. That's what we do. We'll try to convince everyone how happy we are when we're really not. I'm related to someone that um, did that. She tried to brag to me about how happy. But, but the thing about it is happy people don't have to brag. I never felt the need to brag to someone about anything. I'm just busy doing me and enjoying my life. But, you know, I can see the insecure people like to brag and boast when they're really miserable, you know, and it's sad. And I'm related to someone who's done that in the past and they would just, you know, brag about um, what their spouse bought them. But I'm like, okay, that's nice. He bought you these things, but are your emotional needs met? How, you know, how are you being treated as a person? That's nice he bought you this and it costs that much. You know, they they felt the need to emphasize how much it costs so I can know the price tag of it. But, like, okay. Is that why you're happy? Is because he bought you that, or are you happy with him as a person and how he treats you? Because it sounds like you're using the purchase he made as your excuse. Uh, well, not excuse, as your reason for being happy, and that sounds so shallow to me. How they were using the um, materialistic stuff as, um, you know, as a boasting point, and I'm like, hmm. What, what's beneath this here it sounds like you're trying to compensate for something else you know I don't know but let's not do that okay L- let's be real with ourselves let's not try to um artificially induce and force someone to be the one when they are not let's put our needs first now okay now's the time to do it let's not wait start a plan Put it in action, have a prayer life, and let's get our lives together so we could be our most happiest self that we can be. And You're not going to be happy selling for someone that meets 50% of your needs or 60% or 70%. Your core needs need to be met for you to be happy, all of them. Needs, not preferences, okay? We're talking about core values here. So with that said, I encourage you to put yourself first this time and um do the work it's worth it god bless you thank you for listening